Hi guys, it's Ruby and thanks for joining another episode of Real Talk. Today, I want to continue on the journey that we've been going on and that is just going back and discovering our why and hopefully by this time you have had a chance to go and dig deep and find out what it is that drives you. What is that thing that floats your boat and makes you happy. It makes you want to get out of bed. You know, I just read uh, recently a study and it went something like this and I might butcher it a little bit, but it's pretty close to being accurate. The average life expectancy in North America is 78 years old. Most people work until they are about 65 to 68. That gives them between 10 and 13 years on average to reap the joy of their work life and all that they've amassed or done over the course of their work. And honestly, that made me think uh, 10 to 13 years. That seemed really, or say it's 10 to 15 years. That still seems really uh, sad to me. It seems like, geez, you want me to work my entire life so I can enjoy it for 10 to 15 years? I would not want to do that. And that is why your why is so important. Do what you love. If you're in a place where you're just lost, you're not happy, you need a change, then dig deep. Hopefully you found out your why and you are able to really enjoy waking up every day and enjoy just reaping the benefits of what it is that you want to do. And that could be anything. That could be from sales to working for a, a nonprofit. There's several things that people can do and everything's going to be different for different people. But if you've been thinking about getting into sales and, you know, specifically real estate, then I am your gal. I can help you and go through some of these different things of why I chose what I chose. As many of you know, I've had a very fruitful career, both in the corporate world um, I started out quite young in the corporate world and I got to work through the corporate world while I was in University uh, of Toronto in Canada and I got to see a lot of growth and I started making some very good money and in good positions because that was just what I did and as I got to know myself and got to know what it is that I wanted and my why, I did a very big career shift or change when I moved out to California. I was in the corporate world. I was doing real estate part-time when I left Canada. And I was in the corporate world. I was with Costco. I had originally been a Price Club employee for anyone who re remembers Price Club. And through my high school, through college, in the beginning of grad school, 
I continued with Costco. And as I continued with Costco, I went all the way through marketing and moved up fairly high up the ladder. I was offered an opportunity to work in Quebec and I just did not want to do that and move up into more of a VP position. Um, chose not to do that, got transferred out to some locations in uh, California, worked with some people that I very quickly realized I did not want to work with. Um, and that's, you know, that's kind of a future episode of a podcast. If I share some of the things, you guys would be shocked. But we're, we're going to go back to that. But it was, it was kind of a low in my life. I wanted to have a baby. I was not getting pregnant. I was totally stressed out. I was kind of at my bottom. I was, you know, working very hard. I moved to California. Like I said, I was working these 14, 16 hour, uh, shifts and days because I didn't realize that the work ethic in, California or the U.S. was very different from that of Canada. You see, in Canada, you went to work eight, you were usually done by five. <laughs> when I moved to California, I realized if I got to work at eight, then I better work to like at least seven or eight because all these people around me uh, feels like they have nothing better to do than work. And it really quickly became something I did not want to do. For me, I didn't work I didn't live to work. I worked to live. And let me repeat that. I did not live to work. I worked to live. Working, bringing home income was just a small part of my life, especially to make ends meet in California. And I felt like everyone around me was really living to work. And that was just so opposite of my thought process. And for anyone who knows me and has worked with me, they know that when I work, I work. I give it my all. But I don't plan to do that for 12, 13 hours a day. That to me is ridiculous. And so I guess, you know, and that's just not in the retail, you know, environment that I was in. I was actually in in the corporate environment in retail as well. But I worked uh, merchandising, which was not what I had originally done in Canada. I was marketing always. And I moved to merchandising and I worked uh, a very strange hour around four o'clock in the morning where I would literally tell the people where we would be positioning products at Costco. And then I would walk with a lot of people and literally the day went from four o'clock in the morning. If I left at six, I was lucky, which was completely ridiculous. So now that I reflect, you know, what I have done is learned that that is just not who I am. And that's because I dug deep and found my why. So like I said, I work to live, meaning I'm not driven by money. I am driven by being able to enjoy every day of my life with my priorities in my life, which are my top five, my faith, my family, my friends, my fitness, and my finance. So if you have done your homework and you kind of have an idea of what your why is, 
then we are one step closer to figuring out where you're going on your journey and what it is that you want to do. I chose to leave this corporate world. You know, I left Costco for another large company named IKEA. Loved IKEA. It was an amazing environment. They were great. And guess what? I've been trying to get pregnant for like five years. And the day after I left Costco, I got pregnant. I was working at Ikea and I loved it because the stress had gone down and I was actually happy. And, you know, I love shopping at Costco, so I'm not knocking shop, uh, Costco, but I just, it was not the right environment for me. And I spent a good 16, 17 years at Costco because I started very, very young there. So, at the end of the day, I moved to IKEA. I worked with some fabulous people. They were actually normal with their work-life balance, uh, more so than at my experience with Costco. And I got to work with the people in Europe, including Ingvar Komprad. And it was wonderful. It was such an experience, something that I loved. But I got pregnant. And I had been wanting this baby for such a long time, me and my husband had been. And so I decided that once I had my baby, I was going to leave the corporate world and work for myself. And so while I was pregnant with my son, I decided to take my real estate license and get my real estate license. You know, I am the firstborn of immigrant parents, you know, who I watch perfect their respective roles. And they are somehow, you know, still in my head. Uh, my dad was an original IBM employee. Um, and he actually still, you know, I still see pictures of him where he was in rooms with these extremely large computers. And his big why was he had a young wife and a family to provide for. And he had siblings all living in India. And he wanted to be able to sponsor them so they could all live the American dream. So he left IBM and he pursued a career in sales. He first started working with a corporate company in Canada and he did very well with that corporate company. And he actually went so far as to become the vice president of sales for that company. And as he continued to grow, he realized that the whole business of what he was doing was starting to fade out as technology was progressing. And then he decided that he was going to pivot his career and he got into commercial real estate. And my dad was a very, very hard worker and he got into commercial real estate and he became the number one Woo! agent. And <laughs> funny story, used to charge 10% commission. I didn't know any better when I was working with him part-time. I thought 10% was the norm. Well, guess what, people? We, the average, the, you know, we could charge anything, but the average is between five and 6%. You know, God bless my dad. He's no longer with us, but I learned a lot from him. He had raving fans as his clients, and he was the number one commercial agent. And 
nobody even winced when they charged he charged that fee because his clients loved him and you know they didn't blink an eye to pay him that fee so you know it it really goes to show you that if you love what you do you're not really working and you are you know spreading that joy to the people you work with my mom on the other hand was a stay-at-home mom and you know as we grew up she was the one who would drive us everywhere to all the different activities they had us enrolled in we were in piano we were in horseback riding we were in swimming you name it we were in it and on top of that we would be um reviewing different uh arabic and she would be you know she was that that mom she was that stay at home ceo of the house kind of a woman who we would have fresh baked cookies and gourmet meals and you know god bless my mom she's still with us and in fact she's going to come visit me soon from toronto um but she created this role for us for her daughters that essentially was if you are the woman of the house the mother the wife it's your responsibility to take care of your household now that might come across very sexist but i could tell you knowing my mother she's never been like that actually we've had a lot more freedom and liberty than a lot of my friends of the same background and that we that privilege that they gave us we never took advantage of that we actually held it very close to us and knew and were grateful that our parents trusted us to do whatever and make the right decisions in life and so i often say because of my upbringing I learned to be every woman. You know, I learned to balance both my career as well as, you know, do things for my family. But one thing that didn't work so well for me was I realized that I became more of a people pleaser. I always wanted to be acknowledged for the job I was doing, how great I was doing. And that was not just in my career, but that was also at home. So if, if I wasn't being patted on the back or my family wasn't telling me how delicious the meal was or how great the house looked, I would feel bad. I would wonder like, wait, what? I've done everything. You should be proud of me. Like, I'm making these gourmet meals for you and I'm in the top five in my company. I'm bringing home these awards. I'm winning these prizes. Wait, no one's, no one's telling me how great I am. And as I waited for that, I learned one of the most biggest life lessons. And I realized that I didn't need their permission, nor did I need their praise. I realized that everything I did, I did for my creator and I was in no competition for myself. I was blessed and I was content and I would live my life every day with gratitude, compassion and the drive to be a better version of myself. And so let me, I miss one small thing in there where everything I do, I do for my creator, but I also, of course, do it for myself. You know, I'm always, when I do something, I always do something that will please me but innately it pleases me if i do something for someone else as well so that's what i refer to when i say my creator but i am 
I want to see the world as a better place. And for me, doing small things that better the world, better the earth, better myself, better my family, better my faith, better my friends and family, fitness, finance, that makes me very happy. And I do that for that. I compete with no one. I don't really care if I'm number one, I'm number 10, or I'm number 100. As long as I do things at my 100. I'm blessed. I'm blessed for having a roof over my head, for owning a house in California. I am blessed for being able to have friends and eat and see and read and comprehend and articulate and taste my food and walk and talk and I have all my limbs. I mean, if you really break it down, you know, you really understand what you're blessed with. And so I'm, I see things and I, I, I feel blessed. And I live my life every day with gratitude that I just expressed, compassion for others and the drive to be a better version of myself. Now, I'm not saying this to uh, be what my 10-year-old or 11-year-old would refer as cringy. Um, he'd be like, mom, that's so cringy. No, I mean, it could be cringy to anybody else who wants to think it's cringy, but that's who I am. So take it, leave it. I don't really care. This is who I am. And I don't need anyone else to say, you know, hey, really, that's great. Because this is my mantra. And it's my self-talk to me. You know, this world can be a very negative place. And as you're in this mode of self-discovery and have already figured out your why, then your next homework, I would say, is to create your own mantra, your daily affirmations. And again, I want you to message me and tell me what your mantra is or what your affirmations are. Again, it's at realtalkwithrui at gmail.com. Your why and your mantra will drive you to action. Essentially, your mantra is your, almost your mission statement, what you stand for, who you are as a person, and what makes you you. Your why is what drives you to action. So again, I'm going to repeat mine just so you can hear it. My mantra is, I am in competition with no one. I don't need your permission, nor do I need your praise. Everything I do, I do for me or my creator. I am blessed, I am content, and I will live my life every day with gratitude, compassion, and the drive to be a better version of me. As we continue with my real talk, I want to be able to give you bite-sized pieces so that we can work on digging deep. I always want to share as much as I can and little nuggets of real estate and sales in there just so you we can progress along your journey. Usually as I am going for my morning walk or I'm out, you know, cleaning or listening to some music, that's where I really am able to do a lot of reflecting and digging deep. And most of the time, I have to say, it is in nature. I love, I love nature. I love walking around, going on hikes and walks. Um, so that is where, you know, that's my place of where I find that, that serenity and that peace of mind and that time for reflection, as well as in the mornings when I meditate. So 
find what you, you know, you have to do. What makes you happy? When do you think the best? And try to work on your mantra. Make sure you've got your why written down and your mantra. I want to leave you with this today. And I hope that before you listen to the next episode, you're going to have this written down. And I would be tickled if you would DM me and share. Again, this is Rui. Bye for now. Look forward to catching up with you next time.